Good afternoon and the warmest of welcomes to our Christmas Eve carols. Luke writes in his gospel, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, a goodwill toward men. Let us worship God as we join in singing together our first carol. It's on the sheets and also on the screens. O little town of Bethlehem. We'll hear the instrumental introduction and then stand to sing the first carol. Let's all pray together. O Lord, our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, uh, we worship you. O Lord, you are holy and we are sinful, but we thank you that we may come into your presence in the name of your Son, our Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, and pleading the merits of his blood and righteousness alone, assured of acceptance in him. We pray that you would forgive our many sins. We pray that you would empty us of ourselves and fill us with your Holy Spirit and help us uh, to uh, worship you uh, this evening. We thank you for the good news of Jesus Christ having come into this world 2,000 years 
ago. The Son of God become the Son of Man in order to be the Savior of the world. And uh, we pray, O Lord, that these uh, things may touch each one of our hearts this afternoon, that we wouldn't simply go through the motions of a carol service, uh, but, O oh Lord, that you would speak to us by your word and uh, by, our, by your spirit, and that you would work in uh, all our hearts. We thank you, O oh Lord, for these carols that we can sing, uh, for the Bible passages uh, that we can uh, read, that we can seek you like this in prayer, and that we can hear uh, the good news of Jesus Christ uh, proclaimed. We thank you, O oh Lord, for each one gathered here uh, this afternoon. We commit to you every uh, home and family uh, represented. We pray at this time for those in our church family who particularly need our prayers, especially we remember Louise in hospital recovering from major surgery this last week. We thank you for bringing her through that surgery and for your good hand upon her thus far. And we pray, O oh Lord, that you would grant to her a full recovery and that you would be with her even now as she lies in her hospital bed and with all her family over this Christmas season. As we pray for one another, we remember those, O oh Lord, near and far, for whom this season is a very different experience to most of us. Many of us enjoy plenty. Some have very little uh, many of us enjoy peace. Some, O oh Lord, are caught up in situations of war, of strife, and uh, of conflict. We ask, O oh Lord, uh, that you would bless in all uh, these uh, situations. We thank you for this time uh, that we can spend together, that we can look back and remember that Jesus Christ came uh, 2,000 years ago, that we can look forward and remember that your word promises that he will uh, come again, not as a baby to Bethlehem, but as the king upon the clouds to judge the living and the dead and to take his people home uh, to be with him in uh, glory. O oh Lord, stir us a deep within we pray may we be moved may we be affected by what we sing and by what we hear bless this time together and be with us over this christmas season for we are seize our prayers in jesus beautiful name amen alan will now bring us our first reading In Genesis 3, God tells sinful Adam that he has lost the life of paradise and that his seed will bruise the serpent's head. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, 
Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. And to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it, cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, but dust you are, and to dust you shall return. Amen. Thank you, Alan. Our second carol is, O Holy Night, the Stars are brightly shining. Again, we'll hear the introduction and then stand to sing the second carol.
Again, the warmest of welcomes to our Christmas Eve carols. It's lovely to see you all. And if you're worshipping with us here at Welcome Hall Evangelical Church for the first time, uh, then a very special uh, welcome uh, to you. Just a few things to mention by way of uh, notices after this service. Uh, Mince pies and non-alcoholic mulled wine will be served in the church hall to the rear of the car park and we would encourage any and all uh, to stay for a further informal time together uh, then. Tomorrow is Christmas Day and we have our Christmas Day service here in the morning uh, starting at 10.30 and lasting uh, for around three quarters of an hour. It's lovely to see you this afternoon and you'd be very welcome uh, to join us again uh, tomorrow morning. Nothing else going on at the church this week until uh, next Sunday, uh, New Year's Eve, uh, when we meet as usual in the morning at 10.30 and in the evening at 6 o'clock. The morning service next week will include a communion and uh, the evening service will be in the form of a watch night a service. So morning at 10.30 and evening at 6 uh, next uh, Sunday. And then just to mention, uh, we have copies of this uh, Life magazine, Christmas-themed magazine with various uh, articles and pieces of interest uh, on the table on the way out. They're absolutely free. Uh, please uh, do help yourselves and uh, take one home uh, to read uh, later. Now, Richard will bring us our second reading. We read now from the prophecy of Isaiah, the ninth chapter, where the prophet foretells the coming of the Saviour. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. 
and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Amen. Thank you, Richard. Our third carol is Silent Night, Holy Night. The third carol. Christianity Explored is a seven-session course that we run from time to time as a church, giving people an opportunity uh, to explore something more of uh, who uh, Jesus is and uh, what the uh, good news of Jesus is uh, all about. And uh, we're going to watch a short uh, promotional video now, uh, which will give you a flavor of Christianity Explored. You might be a convinced atheist, a committed Christian, or somewhere in between. Perhaps you've lots of questions to ask, or perhaps you're happier just sitting and listening. Maybe you go to church, or maybe you've never been. Whoever you are, 
Christianity Explored is a place for you to explore what life is all about. The Christianity Explored course is free. It's relaxed and informal. And it's run by ordinary people local to you. Some courses are held in churches with lots of people. Some are held in people's houses with just a few friends getting together. Wherever you meet, in each session, there's a chance to look at the life of Jesus for yourself and ask any questions you have. There's a short video to watch, and then a chance to chat about what you've just heard. You'll meet great people. You won't be asked to sing or pray or read out loud, and you don't need to know anything about the Bible to enjoy it. So whoever you are, come and explore. There's almost certainly a Christianity Explored course starting near you soon. So ask a Christian friend, or check out the website to find out more. You might just discover that the Christian message really is... The best news you've ever heard. We're hoping to uh, run another Christianity Explored course in the new year. Uh, So if you'd like to sign up for that, or if you have questions and would like to find out Uh, a bit more do speak to me or any of the other church leaders or anyone here in the church will be uh, happy uh, to answer your questions or to point you uh, to someone who can. So that's Christianity Explored hopefully starting again in the new year. Now Dan will bring to us our third reading. Okay, our third reading is taken from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. The shepherds go to the manger. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, every one to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now they were in the same country shepherds, living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multiple of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem, And see this thing that has come to pass, 
which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known, saying, which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marvelled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told them. Amen. Thank you, Dan. We're now going to sing of what we've just uh, read about in our fourth carol. While shepherds watched their flocks by night, all seated on the ground, the angel of the Lord came down, and glory shone around. The fourth carol. Martin will bring us our fourth reading. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. The wise men are led by the star to Jesus. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and have come to worship him. 
When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me, that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, They presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. We'll sing our fifth carol, uh, just to mention that if you have any younger ones that you'd like to uh, send uh, to the uh, creche, uh, this is the carol during which the uh, creche helpers will come up and down uh, the aisle, so uh, if you have any uh, young ones to go to creche, just uh, point them towards the central central aisle as we begin to sing uh, this carol. It's a more recent one, Sing We the Song of Emmanuel, the fifth carol.
Sam, please. In the first chapter of his Gospel, John unfolds the great mystery of the Incarnation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. Thank you, Sam. Now we'll sing our sixth carol, It Came Upon the Midnight Clear, that glorious song of old, the sixth carol.
Have you ever heard angels sing? Neither had the shepherds that first Christmas. But here angels sing, they did. And they were never the same again. Probably the most read New Testament passage at Christmas time is the one Dan read to us a few minutes ago, Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, and the first 20 verses, where we have the account of the shepherds going to the manger. It's picked up in many of our carols, such as, while shepherds watched their flocks by night, and hark the herald angels sing, and it came upon the midnight clear. In Luke 2 verse 8 tells us that the shepherds were in the fields. In verse 9 the first angel appears and in verses 10, 11 and 12 he announces to the shepherds the birth of Jesus. Then at the beginning of verse 13 other angels appear. A multitude of the heavenly host we are told. And uh, they uh, sang praise uh, to God, uh, the second half of verse 13 tells us. And in case we're wondering, well, what uh, did they sing? Uh, We don't have to guess. We're told in verse 14, uh, glory to God in the highest and uh, on earth, peace, goodwill uh, toward Men. And I don't know about you, but for me, uh, that's uh, one of those uh, wish-you-were-there moments. Well, let's allow God's Word to take us there uh, for a few minutes uh, this afternoon. Let's hear uh, the angels sing. I want to speak very simply under two headings. Number one, to whom the angels sang. And number two, of whom the angels sang. First of all, to whom the angels sang. Well, it's obvious, isn't it? The angels sang to the shepherds. And that's right. But there's more to it than that. Perhaps often we think of these shepherds rather romantically. The kind of Christmas card scene. Uh, These characters who look like the most honourable of men uh, about the most uh, delightful of occupations. Nothing in reality could be further from uh, the truth. Shepherds in the Middle East at that time were notorious characters and they were regarded by many, even by most, as The lowest of the low. Yet it was to shepherds that the angels sang. They didn't sing to the royal. They didn't sing to the religious. They didn't sing to the regarded. They sang to those who many thought of as the scum of the earth. They sang to the outcasts of society. They sang to the rebels, to the rejects, and uh, to the ruinous. And that tells us something about the good news 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. That it's not for those who think they're good enough. It's not for those who think they'd be doing Jesus a favor by following him. But rather, it's for those who know they're bad enough. So the angels sing to the shepherds. And it's the same today. Anyone can read about these great events of 2,000 years ago. Anyone can sing about these great events of 2,000 years ago. But to truly hear the angels sing is to identify with these shepherds. These were men who were dirty on the outside. But more than that, they were dirty on the inside too. And the reality is that however clean any of us may be, On the outside, we are all of us by nature unclean on the inside. We have nothing of ourselves with which to commend ourselves to God. Rather, we are wholly dependent upon God's sheer mercy. That's why we mustn't miss To whom the angels sang. But secondly and even more importantly. Of whom the angels sang. They sang of the saviour. The one of whom the angel of the Lord singular had uh, spoken in verses 10, 11 and 12. The saviour who would empty our hearts of their fears. The angel says, verse 10, do not be afraid. The angel, who would be the best news this world would ever hear. Verse 10 again, I bring you good tidings. The Savior, who would gladden the hearts of all who trust in him. Verse 10 Once more, the angel speaks of good tidings of great joy. The Savior, who would fulfill all the messianic prophecies of the Old Testament. Verse 11, the angel speaks of the city of David. That was prophesied. Speaks of a Savior. He was prophesied. Who is Christ the Lord. All in fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. The Saviour, who would be found a humble baby lying in a manger, verse 12. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. The Saviour, who would empty our hearts of their fears. You see, sin would make us afraid, but the Saviour would dispel our fears. The Saviour, who would be the best news this world would ever hear the one come to bring peace on earth to reconcile man to God and God to man 
The Saviour who would gladden the hearts of all who trust in him. No greater joy than to know this Jesus as your Saviour. To know your sins are forgiven and to be sure that you're on your way to heaven. This Saviour who would fulfill all the messianic prophecies of the Old Testament. Every page of the Old Testament straining forward to the coming of Christ to be the Saviour. This Saviour. Who would be found a humble baby lying in a manger. I can never get over that. That the son of God would so humble himself. As not only to take to himself flesh and blood. But to to lie a helpless baby in a cattle feeding trough. They sang of the saviour. But more than that, they sang of his salvation. Look at the words were given that they sang in verse 14. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. A couple of things to highlight here. They sang of Jesus' salvation. Jesus who would glorify God as no one else ever could. And Jesus who would bless others as no one else ever could. Jesus who would glorify God as no one else ever could. The sinless man, the perfect human being, living that sinless, perfect life. Dying not for his own sins, but for the sins of others. And rising triumphant and victorious from the dead. Securing his people's salvation, Jesus would glorify God as no one else ever could. And intimately connected to that, Jesus who would bless others as no one else ever could. By that same life, that same death, and that same resurrection. That life that he lived for you and for me. His success to cover our failure. By that death that he died in our place and for our sin. To deal with all our failure and wrongdoing. And to open a way for us back into a right relationship with God. And by rising from the dead. Having conquered sin and death and judgment and hell. And being able and willing to save all who come to God by him. They sang of his salvation. Jesus who would glorify God as no one else ever could. Jesus who would bless others as no one else ever could. In short, their song was all about Jesus. Of whom did they sing? They sang of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was the beginning, the middle, and the end of their song. It was clear, it's clear that to these angels, there was nothing and no one more important or more significant In the history of the world. Than this child in the manger in Bethlehem. To whom the angels sang? The shepherds. Of whom the angels sang? Jesus. The son of God. The saviour of the world. But as we pull these thoughts together. Let me ask what difference did all this make uh, to uh, 
the shepherds. The one angel appears and he speaks to them. Then countless other angels appear and they sing to them. What difference did all this make to uh, the shepherds? Well, verse 15 tells us, so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. What difference did it make? In short, they said, let's go to Bethlehem. We've got to get ourselves to Bethlehem. We need to find this Jesus. They forgot about their sheep, verse 15. To Bethlehem they must go. They went to find Jesus, verse 16. They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And then they told everyone about him, verse 17. When they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. What difference did all this make to the shepherds? They forgot about their sheep. They went to find Jesus and they told everyone they met about him. It was a life-changing experience for these shepherds. It changed them from the inside out. It affected them like nothing had ever affected them before. Let me ask you, my friend, this afternoon... What about you? What about you? Will you hear the angels sing? Will you allow their song to touch your heart? Will you allow their song to change your life? Understand on this Christmas Eve afternoon, in this moment, there is nothing more important or significant than this. How will you respond to the good news of the Savior? Oh, that you would follow the shepherd's example. That hearing the song of the angels, you would seek Jesus until you find him. And that you would come to know the joy and the peace which can only be found in him. When you Turn away from yourself to the Savior. And you see in him the answers to the deepest needs of your heart and of your soul. And you entrust yourself to him. And he opens his arms and he takes you in. Follow the shepherd's example. Seek Jesus until you find him. And know the joy and the peace which can only be found in him. Amen. We're going to sing our seventh and final carol, Angels from the Realms of Glory. And after we've sung this one, I'd invite you to remain standing for prayer and the benediction. The seventh carol.
Heavenly Father, how we thank you for the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ who has come and who will come again. And we pray that like those shepherds of old, we might each one hear the angels sing, hear uh, this message of salvation and seek the Lord Jesus Christ until we find him. We thank you for uh, this service that we've been able to enjoy uh, together and for the further informal time now. We thank you for the good things that have been prepared for us and we ask you uh, to uh, bless them to us and to be with us today, uh, tomorrow, throughout this Christmas season and in all our future days. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.